fate of the universe on the line. I want Iguadala. Kevin Durant. You know who I am. Clay is back, so is Lance. The Lakers, though, nothing to dance. Ben Simmons getting packaged with Tobias. Ja jumping like Mario. Deadline nearing to go bias. All this and more on the Hashtag Golf NBA Podcast, your favorite NBA podcast in an Indian accent. We are back with episode 9 of the season as the pod is hit with a rare bout of regularity in the association this week. After 941 consecutive days, the Splash Brothers reunited as Clay Thompson made his long-awaited return to the Warriors. Devin Booker screams at the only spectator in Toronto, their mascot. And Lance Stevenson returned on a hardship deal to Indiana and immediately set about getting an extension. Speaking of beloved, I've got with me, as always, my co-host, Vinit Devagya. Yes. I was trying something different. Oh, what is up? Oh, nothing. Nothing was planned. Yeah. <laughs> you can see the Eiffel Tower. That's, that's what's up. Yes, right that here. is the Eiffel Tower. Yes. I, it, uh, it will, it will, it will shimmer at one point. It shimmers okay, every time. Can, you, can you move it a little bit this side? Because I think once I put the borders, then that might get lost. Just put it a little bit this side. Ah, yes, that is the Eiffel Tower. I'll put an Eiffel Tower GIF over there. Oh. Throughout the episode, it should be. No, it should be there. <laughs> it will be there. Come on, man! How many times can you say that you're going to record the pod right next to the Eiffel Tower? Eiffel Tower, absolutely. Never. Absolutely. Yeah. Vineet, man. Uh, a lot of things happened in the NBA since the last time we talked about, which was like only like three, four days ago. But uh, Clay Thompson returns. One week back, bro. NBA. One week back. By the time it's out, yeah, it'll be one. Yeah, yeah. Clay Thompson returns to the NBA. Uh, a whole lot of uh, noise on our page about, you know, LeBron being MVP or not, or Warriors being done or not, or all of these things that we're going to hmm. talk about today. Uh, start off with the Clay Thompson return. It's like, you know, for me personally, it's a very significant because I very clearly remember uh, where I was when Clay got injured. It was game six, like that was that final day and I think I was on my second or third date, not say, I think second date with uh, Ramya. So I remember oh. it very clearly, like first date was game five where <laughs> they lost. Wait, you, like, you, oh, you, you, you went, you were watching the game during the date or? No, 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 after. What I remember about that is she said that the Warriors will win this game. And I said, no, Warriors are not the team that I'm supporting. And then, you know, it happened. Clay went down. Clay went down. Clay went down in game six too. That was uh, terrible. Oh, yeah. Right, right, uh, right. So. Yeah, it was. And, and see, we always talk about asterisks and all, and I, I don't really want to go into that thing. But like the Warriors were this close to winning that game. Like they came back very, very, very strongly yes. in that uh, thing. Yes, Clay came and back really. Clay came. Clay led that charge. He had that uh, fake three-pointer. Everything, yeah. They, he, everything I think he scored good. like 11, 11 points something or 7 yeah. points consecutively. And him going down was the final, that straw which broke the back of the mm-hmm. Warriors. So, it, you can all, you always think about him, like, you know, what if, what ifs and all this there. If that had not happened, Warriors win game 6 and then in game 7, it is so difficult to not back the defending champions to, you know, do it again. Especially Toronto would have been like, we were 3-1 up. 3-2, 3-3, and now we are back here again. That we mm. This is not a great place for them as well. Oh, you said, did you say, I mean, I, I woke up early and saw the game. And uh, Yeah, yeah uh, I mean, I saw the, I saw the whole uh, final series. Yeah, it was... Uh, no, I was talking about I mean, this, uh, his return. Oh, his return. No, no, I didn't uh, watch his return. Uh, uh, but 
so I have nothing to say other than uh, it is Clay Thompson and you know he is a great player. He's uh-huh. uh, one of my favorite players, as you always know. I've always rooted for him as the second best player. Uh, you know, even with no, the most important, sorry, the most important player on the Golden State Warriors, the pivotal. Without him, it doesn't work. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I was happy for him. Uh, you know, I think he's one of those few players, kind of like Dirk and I don't know D Rose, where everybody loves. There's no hate for these players, right? And yes. uh, Clay is kind of one of those where there's love on all sides and. He's just one of those great, uh, and I think the the thing that for me really sticks out is how much both Steph and uh, Clay want each other to succeed, which is very very rare uh, in in such a dynamic duo where there's little bit there's always a little bit of tension here and there, but these two truly truly want each other to succeed uh, at a very high level. And so for me, that's like the you know me, I'm like I'm all about team team team, and like you know, so for me that's just oh so nice to watch. Um, so I, I, I'm very happy that he's back. Uh, I think uh, this provides a boost in the Golden State Warriors uh, push towards championship. It, there's going mm-hmm. to be some adjustment issues here and there, which is what we are seeing now. You yeah. know, Jordan Poole, Wiggins, uh, Clay. You know, po- the shots need to get distri- redistributed. Yeah. Uh, how is it going to be? Re- there's, now there's going to be a little tussle between Wiggins and Jordan Poole on. Who mm-hmm. gets those extra shots? So there's going to be a little bit of selfish play on that end, where I think the coach needs to figure out, okay, how are we going to stagger the minutes and all of that stuff. Uh, but you know, I think Golden State Warriors definitely have become much more uh, favorable to win the championship uh, with mm-hmm. Clay in there. And once Draymond is back, then it's uh, it's uh, you know game on. Okay, yeah, I I feel the same way. I, it's just uh, only where I differ is that I think. They are going to figure it out because if there's any team where they don't have this superstar, I mean, apart from Steph, I don't think anybody else gets some like some kind of you know like pass key. Yeah, you do whatever you want, we'll adjust to you. Their mantra has always been you know like let's adjust together. So I think one of those John Poole or Andrew Wiggins will probably I think Poole will probably go down to the like the to strengthen that second team. So now they're going to have I I feel I feel they're going to have an even better second string to come around and you know just bam clobber because John Poole it's, it's not like he's not done anything he was good last year he took that next step this year uh, yeah. Clay and, and what I really loved was that Clay had absolutely no fear he went first play itself he went into a bunch of defenders jumped and like my ACL started twitching a little bit watching him jump like that into defenders and you know had that floater he had that dunk on uh, Jared Allen and the Cavaliers uh, so that that means that you know it's it's the best version of clay that we've got we've got that not scared version like it would have been horrible if we found because this acl injuries especially it's acl not just acl it's acl and achilles as well like two of I the worst injuries that first he got the acl and then he got the achilles or achilles and he, he got he got acl after the danny green play and then achilles like while rehabbing from it so like everything which could have gone bad, you know, imagine 941 days he misses, it's almost, it's close three to years. three years, right? Um, so I, I think it's going to be interesting today. I the game against the Warriors, uh, sorry, against the Memphis Grizzlies. We saw a little bit of the adjustment thing, but I, I think it's just you know, adjustment plus uh, Memphis is not that easy an opponent anymore, so uh, I think that that adjustment will be made. I think that it will be fun to watch. I think though. Clay is back. It's a happy NBA. If we just need Kawhi to come back, and then you know it'll be an even happier NBA. 
for mm. all of and us. And I think I think for Kawai also, I don't think that Kawai needs any adjustment. Like he's just kind of robotic once he's like. Uh. like it's what happened in, even in when he came back from his injury to play against the Raptors. Yeah. It was as lethal as you know he always was. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it will become very interesting if Kawai is able to come before the playoffs. I think it it will push. I I heard up. some uh, very distressing news to the opposite tune. So you know that uh, Paul George is also injured now. They had the game against the uh, Nuggets today. He didn't play. He's injured. He's out for a while. So now what? Rumors, of course, and then nothing is substantiated, and you know people just say things. So people obviously contact us directly and tell us. Yes. Obviously, like <laughs> you have such great reach. <laughs> hey man, come on. Sixty-four likes and all this. No, no mean feet. Okay. No. Uh, uh. <laughs> anyway, so. Uh, around the rumor mill, the thing is that Clippers have not been playing well. I mean, you know, they've been that middle of the pack sort of thing. With, without a consistent play from a superstars, uh, they're middle of the pack. They are, they don't want to rush Kawhi coming back into the season. So what? And now Paul George has got injured. So the like around the water cooler, the talk is that they're gonna put both of these people out for the season and uh, be like, ah, this season is uh, Ganapathy Pamoria. Uh, we'll come back again next season with both of those people healthy. So, uh, I mean, that that's a little sad because I would have loved to see Kawhi because it's been so long since the entire NBA was fit, right? You had Durant out for a couple of years, Clay gone there. Kawhi comes and goes as he pleases. Not like, you know, it's so much better. The NBA is such a better product when you have the youngsters who are performing at an all-time level and then you have the elder statesmen who are also you know there making sure that there, nobody yeah. forgets them uh, so that's the that's the news around the movie. I mean, I, I, it's, it's, it's a little I, mean, I, 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 read, I read the opposite I mean I think I uh, I was searching for Kawhi yeah. news like a couple of days back in it so in that they were saying like Kawhi is probably slated to come much earlier than uh, all-star you know, decided not all-star but just much earlier than what was oh. previously decided so yeah, I mean, the, the injuries kind of take away, like, sort of the fun because, like, right, this this season I felt like all the teams, mm. except for maybe the Brooklyn Nets with Kyrie, were kind of on par. Like, there was nothing that was, you know, Bucks are really strong, Suns are really strong, you know, Clippers with Kawhi, Kawhi, yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, Kawhi and Paul George, and you have uh, Clay, Steph, and Draymond, which is also quite mm. good. Yeah, the Utah Jazz. Like you had these player teams that were like good, and if they had, they were there was no like, except for Kyrie, except for the Nets, there was no like dominant team. So I thought that would have been mm-hmm. fun. It would have been a fun season if people would have been yeah. a little bit more healthier. Have you have you gotten the feeling that a little bit of the Janta's enthusiasm in this uh, uh, regular season has waned a little bit? Like it's almost like they are waiting for the playoffs, and they're like playoffs is the meaningful thing. So uh, like, have you have you felt that? During the course of our year, well, I mean, I feel like you know, I mean, this is I'm going to go into some philosophical stuff right now. That's what this part is for. So I think this is generally like the sense of the world at this point, right? Like I think mm-hmm. we have stopped enjoying the beauty of certain things. We are very much result oriented and very much like uh, we want things faster. We're not. We don't want to wait for 82 games for the final thing. We don't want to enjoy. A uh, few, you know, few like few great moments in in during matches. Like we don't enjoy that anymore. We just mm-hmm. we are all about like quick news. You know, let's move on to the next thing. I mean, how many movies have I watched on Netflix that I don't even remember? You know, 
like before watching one movie used to be such an event you used to go yeah. to the cinema you had to buy the ticket stand in line you know and it was like you would enjoy the experience of watching like mm-hmm. uh, and i think that was similar before also like it wasn't you didn't have everything on nb app you know you had to wake up yeah. in the morning whichever game was there you would watch it so there was this sense of celebration of just watching the game yeah uh, but now because of like you know instant highlights it, like it's so common place now that i feel like in general we have lost the enjoyment of uh, the process of doing things um which is what our parents used to tell us so you know here we are <laughs> telling it to a bunch of other people <laughs> our parents say we had to walk take a bus to 50 you know 50 kilometers away to watch a movie you know and now we are like what is this netflix you know you know 20 yeah, years I, mean, I, i i i get that feeling also ki that instant gratification i mean uh, that's been going on for a while but uh, uh, it it has seeped into what we used to consider sacred right like i i i didn't really have a problem when like tv became smaller and smaller now people just want to watch reels for 15 seconds they don't really care about anything and then i was like okay fine but like when it percolates into the nba it percolates into something that you used to religiously watch like wake up on time and be like yes we watch and now it's more common place for people to be like okay highlights dekh liya ho gaya aur kya hai kya hai isme first quarter is boring first quarter might be interesting second quarter third quarter is boring fourth quarter mein last 5 minutes agar game close hai to then we'll watch it otherwise you know who really cares if it's a 16 point game with 4 minutes then is that really a game so hmm. uh, i mean i i feel you it's a little depressing but um, yeah i mean I, i just want to find out your thoughts about it now you thrown me into an existential crisis existential thing huh No I mean that's you know it's it's how it is you know I mean, and and mm-hmm. uh, that's why sometimes you just have to like stop and, and enjoy life and not get too sucked up into this yeah. whole because you know you, if you look around yourself like I mean I don't know how it is in around your friend circle but oh. around my friend circle like everyone's like crypto making millions like it's just so fast paced like everyone's just like you know to, like you know companies are raising billion dollar valuations here left right center you know people are uh, so it's just so much activity and then you know sometimes you get carried away with it and then you got to like understand that you know you have to enjoy the process of living life yeah absolutely i think that's very important I, but i i think i, I don't know I, i think it depends on the kind of person you are as well like if you want that uh, i don't want to like i i would rather grind like a million times harder right now and try to get something with my hustle culture than you know enjoy the process find a hobby like nowadays people don't have hobbies hobbies people, yeah e- everything is a side hustle like people is a side hustle yeah every everything ha- needs to be monetized ha, everything needs to be monetized and look at us mm. we have decided uh, by f- our own will <laughs> to not monetize <laughs> no monetization shall be done <laughs> but but that is it like earlier people if they used to do gardening then they used to do gardening because it was like a stress relief for them it was it it made them slow down take a deep breath figure out what is going on now if somebody is doing that then two months later they'll be like okay i've been uh, doing this startup now i i need to raise no, some no, seed no, for they, it no 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 they need to uh, create a course the first of the course, course. On, oh yeah. yes 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 that's the what, what is that economy called the uh, creator economy creator <laughs> yeah and like you used to do it to reduce the tension in your life 
now you've taken it on and now you're increasing tension because people are not buying your course and now you're like oh my god what am i doing should i dance on instagram to sell this content what should i do should i write this blog post should i do this create a website buy a domain blah blah, blah and all that and people used to collect stamps for enjoyment ah. no stamps have <laughs> stamps have no purpose i, I like I, i don't know what is uh, like the value of a hobby as i think is uh, yeah, the value of a hobby is the amount of money you can make off it you know Yeah. <laughs> yeah no one does it no one does anything for just fun sake anymore i feel yeah uh, or just to you know, learn something new yeah and even like yeah. even even i have noticed that you know when like you know i travel and i i travel you know because i like it and i post on instagram because i like posting like i don't mm. do it for like the comments or the likes I, that's why i don't yeah. follow anybody on instagram yeah and i put it because what i ro- realize is that whenever i take photos and i don't put it on some place I either will lose the laptop which has happened to me like I've lost a lot of my photos because either my laptop crashed or I lost a lot laptop to yeah. spilling coffee on it or something so, I, so that's when I decided okay you know what I'm going to like have one online place that will have all my photos very like unique moments of my life and that's it and you know some people will say oh kitna travel karta hai banda are yaar stud hai tu yaar ye wo it's like i don't do that for that like you know it's not if i had to do that there would be i mean there I, would be i am a, a stud i am a stud but i don't do it for that that's <laughs> just saying if i had to do that there would be far more posts about yeah. you know, like about my travel like i just put food you know just because that's the thing that i want to remember like the stuff i ate and places wow. i went to yeah so but you know a lot of people have told me and i have those i've you have seen i have those instagram accounts with you know 100000 followers and i just don't feel like it anymore you know there's no i only feel it for for polish bay you know thank god just the least you said that <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. anyway let's come back to the nba because uh, we have spent a lot of time reminiscing about uh, the old ways in which things were done and we have already been called uncle ah, both of us but, eh, did you get called uncle but you are also not in outside the uncle category so <laughs> i i i remember in alpanico uh, when i used to play there like i, I think it either was before you or when you were busy you had broken your leg and you were just up at that uh, in your house watching hmm. and i used to play i was the only person playing basketball there right so these kids used to come and they would uh, me like uh, uncle uncle up ke sath khel sakte hai ki nahi it's like yeah yeah sure sure and we used to uh, you know like i i i've always wanted to coach basketball to kids because yeah, kids yeah. don't know no much more than me so i can always teach them <laughs> the problem is that <laughs> no, the, the problem is with like you know adults or mid range teenagers and all they probably know more than me so yeah. he is to do this thing and there was this one kid who was like always uh, like he, he was he would always come and uh, play with me he would he would be there all the time like everyone else alternate but that kid would be there all the time right and then he started uh, he, was as, he was the kid version of ashwin what you used to always be there uh, to, to play i i would always be there because i had nothing else to do but this kid would also be there so he used to call, start he started calling me bhaiya at one point of time right and then he would get angry if some other kid started calling me uncle he'd be like hey uncle nahi hai is bhaiya my hero <laughs> you what 22 23 at that time right uh 24 yeah but i i drank a lot of water so i didn't look very old so because <laughs> i was lean right i was lean also then. you were 24 you didn't you wouldn't look very old like yeah i'm sure now, 24 you looked uh, much older than me at 24 
Maybe, but that's also maybe because I had facial hair and you don't, you don't ah, have much. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So also the water part, but facial hair. <laughs> sure, it's because of the water, Ashwin. Vidit, trade deadline is approaching. It's a month or just less than a month away. By the time the episode is out, it will be less than a month away. There's only I'm one sure trade we have to talk about. <laughs> Let's talk about it. That, that, that trade is not going to happen. But where is that trade going to happen? Though? That is the question. Like we have I, Ben Simmons. They, they are trying to unload Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris because yeah, nobody, said, wants said, to, nobody wants to say take just Ben Simmons. They're like, no, we need something else. Atlanta is looking to get why, Ben why, Simmons. No, there. why not Russell Westbrook to Tobias Harris and Ben Simmons? I don't think uh, Philadelphia would be okay with that. Why not? Why not? Why uh? not? Like you like won't how? get a better player than Russell Westbrook for the for that. I mean, Russell is not that great, but he's not that like as much as we you but know rain on Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is still a serviceable like ninety uh, percentile NBA player. Yeah, but the problem is that no, see, I I don't think that's gonna happen because the guy sitting there who has to approve the trade is Daryl Morey. I don't think Daryl Morey is a big fan of guards who can't shoot. So I don't think, even though I feel that it's a, it's a, it's a, it's probably the best bet that uh, they have because I think the um, they wanted Kevin Hoyter and John Collins for Ben Simmons or like those were the names involved in the Atlanta uh, Philly sort of trade. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, why would why would I mean, apart from my own theory about why Ben Simmons would want to move to Ben Simmons might want to move, but would the Lakers want to get a Ben Simmons for uh, Russell Westbrook? Yeah. Ben yeah, Simmons and Tobias Harris for Russell. I, I I don't think that's a good deal for the 76ers. I I'm sure that they would want more. Is what I feel. Right, right, right. It's not a very good deal for the 76ers, but I'm uh-huh. saying that if there's nothing else on the table, I would say but, that Russell. But Westbrook. that's what like uh, Darmer said that I don't care if he has to sit here for the rest of his career. I'm not giving him away for pennies on the dollar. I want proper value in return for it. So that's what I feel. I don't know if that trade is going to happen. I, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't make much sense from like, I mean, I'm sure the Lakers would be like, done. Let, give me this deal. But again, like it, it, maybe it helps them a little bit defensively because Ben Simmons, if when he plays, right. he's a very good defender and he mm-hmm. doesn't have to handle the ball that much in on this team. Or he just has to do it in the fast break and you know, I mean, I don't know. Like they're not really losing all. He's a, he's, a, he's 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 a better assist, better playmaker than I would say Russell Westbrook. No, no, I don't think so. No, but do you think Russell Westbrook is a good playmaker? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not talking about like. See, there's a difference between playmaker and assists. And huh. playmaker is a someone who can see a play happening before the play happens. I think uh, Westbrook is as good as uh, Simmons in that in that respect. I don't think there's that much difference. But for a playmaker, has to be a little bit more like he has to have some offensive skill so that he can make a play. Like if if the not only really, thing that I mean, people are not, do, not 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 really not really. No, I, not, like I'll tell like, you. Like, like, like Ricky because, Rob, Rick, see Ricky Rubio. Uh, Ricky Rubio can uh, JJ uh, Barea. Okay. These all are playmakers, uh, but uh, they don't they are not offensively such. I mean, they are. You're saying Russell Westbrook is not a bigger offensive threat than Ricky Rubio and JJ Barea. He is. When did yeah. I say he's not? Yeah. So. He will be a, a good. Oh, right. Ah, you've been caught in your own uh, web of confusing details. Ah, finally, it has happened. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> this is, 
Damn it! <laughs> oh no, <laughs> there's gonna be a highlight now. <laughs> but but see, I'm saying that that's a great deal for Lakers because they get Tobias Harris, a decent defender, not not just decent, like very decent defender. Ben Simmons, if he plays, very decent defender. Ben Simmons not that much great at uh, shooting the ball, but if they're getting rid of Westbrook, then that part doesn't really change much. And Lakers really need someone who can defend at some point in the game. Be like, no, we need to make a stand here and Ben Simmons is amazing at that point. Mm. So, maybe. No, I'm not, I'm, I'm just saying that it'll not happen because there's no way Philadelphia is going to do that trade. Like, I, I think right now Russell Westbrook's uh, uh, trade stock is at an all-time low. Like, it's just yeah. really I don't know, bad I, right I, now. I, the thing is like, it's also, the, I don't know if he's doing it on purpose. Because like some of the shots are like clanking on top of the, you know, on top of the board. It's like what? But that's the that's the it's a rhythm shot. Like if he shoots it without rhythm, then it's gonna go somewhere else. Because see, that bank shot is so such a delicate thing. It has just touch it and then it'll fall inside. He but when you NBA's, bank, he is NBA's top seventy-five players of all time. So what? It, you can't. His excuse is not that it's not a rhythm no, shot. Man, this is see. It's not a good shot, but again, like, you know, Russell Westbrook has always uh, taken those shots. It's, see, I feel, not as a Russ apologist or anything, but that he always gets better as time goes on. The only problem right now is that I don't think LeBron is in any mood to continue this uh, run. And I, to be honest, I don't think that he's playing bad also. It's just that the Lakers by themselves, Lakers are a horrible defensive team. So, when on a day when the offense doesn't do well, it is like absolute curtains for them, especially against a team with just like a, a young team, like, you know, <coughs> uh, the Grizzlies just running around. That was just a really bad game for them. And I don't think all this uh, hoopla and hula over, over that one game is like of any reason. I think that's unwarranted. But one month to go, I think LeBron, he's done it before also. He's blown up the entire team. And then in Cleveland, he just threw everybody out and... Uh, got a new bunch of players. You remember when D Wade and uh, mm. uh, Isaiah Thomas and all of those people just were uh, like uh, thrown away. So something like that can happen. But I mean, without AD, like how there is no way LeBron is going to let go of his main pl- secondary playmaker. Like he doesn't have anyone else to fill that gap unless uh, Philadelphia is like, okay, you take Tyrese Maxey and Ben Simmons and give us Russell Westbrook. Which not, doesn't not. make any sense. They're not going to get shit out of Maxi. So, I mean, I, I think the most obvious trade that everyone in Laker, uh, in Lake Show wants, I don't think that's going to happen. But but this is the thing. I don't understand. Like, in one of the parts, you said that this is a long con. And now you're saying this I, long I con won't happen. I, see, I said it's long con because it made sense to me that this is how it would do. But it doesn't make any sense for them to package Tobias Harris also in that deal. That doesn't make any Why? sense. Why? Why it doesn't? Be- it's a because contract they, after uh, thing, no? No, because uh, you... Why would you give away Ben Simmons, someone who's not playing? Fine. Okay, I can understand that. If you do a straight Westbrook for Ben Simmons straight, I can understand it. I, it sort of makes sense that, you know, this guy is not playing for us. Why do you want to have one player on our team who's not playing? It's just bad for morale. It's just, he. this guy does not want to play for us. Why would you want that person? And then comes Russell Westbrook, who's a hard worker, if nothing else. If, if no, he's not a great shooter now and he's not nothing, he's at least a hard worker. He'll not take any days off. Uh, he's going to push the pace, he's going to do all that. Like, at least you know that he'll show up every day to play. And he's never going to cause any chemistry issues in that team. Hmm. That makes sense. You can't be like, okay, take our 
generational star who we uh, like uh, lost so many games to get and then take Tobias Harris also from him. Uh, that part doesn't make any sense to me that's all I mean no but what about the salary cap the salary cap part what the, the, the Simmons is making 30 million and this uh, Tobias Harris is also making 30 35 million like, yeah so they they offload they offload 60 million and then get 40 million like 40 the million so it's like a 20 and then next year is another 45 million for us yeah, but still, it's still, it's, yeah but still it's 20 million you know off your uh, books Probably, but I, I, I don't think uh, Daryl Morey is a big fan of Russell Westbrook. So, I don't think there's, there's any chance of that happening. But what so, if he then takes uh, Russell Westbrook and, and trades Russell Westbrook for like even smaller contracts and gets more money off the books? Yeah, I mean, if their, cha- if their uh, call is that this season is done, we don't really care about anything then? No, I mean, it's not about, it's about uh, reducing your like burden on your books, right? So, say for Not example, really, right? Like, you have to com- be competing, right? Otherwise, Joel Embiid yeah, but, will be like, but both, nobody is here, why should I be cutting yeah, but, year? I'll also leave. You're right, but the point is that right now, this guy is not playing at all, right? Ben Simmons is not playing at all. Uh-huh. And Tobias Harris is not playing that well, anyways. So He's doing his, what, I think 18 points, whatever. Yeah, but he's not like, you know, he's Tobias Harris, basically, Tobias Harris, Tobias Harris because of, uh, what's his name? Jimmy Butler. No man, the guy, dude, the coach, uh, the Clippers coach, no, the Doc Rivers, Doc Rivers, and I have a, I have a conspiracy theory. Oh wow, oh I love this. Go for it. So I always think that you know why why don't coaches get a percentage of the salaries that they get their players? So for example, you're Tobias Harris, mm-hmm. you're a decent average player. Now I want you to get the 25 million, 30 million dollar contract. So what do I do? I give you more minutes. I give you more plays. Suddenly, mm-hmm. your points go up. Then I have a chance to go to my management and say, listen, what's he Tobias is playing so good, you know, 20 points. And he basically cuts a deal with Tobias. I say, listen, I'm going to give you this $200 million contract, <laughs> right? You would not get it. You would get a $100 uh-huh. million contract, uh-huh. but I got to get like 15%. Uh-huh. Wow. Why, why is it not, why is it not, possible i mean it Everyone. is possible it is possible right yeah yeah absolutely yeah but I, I, uh, I, because the players i mean don't the players have to be good to make uh, extra points in those extra minutes I, I i actually i i don't think so man like see jordan pool right okay jordan pool is a good player mm-hmm. right but the moment decent good players good decent players the more minutes the more touches they get the more they score it's just mm-hmm. how it is right it's all about touches it's all about like Manu Ginobili could have averaged 25-30 points in any team, but he averaged, what, 16 points for uh-huh. his career. Why? Because he didn't have enough touches, right? If you give mm-hmm. a person 27 touches a game, he's going to average 35 points. You know who I'm talking about? Kobe Bryant. <laughs> Kobe Bryant averaged 28 field goal attempts for one season and he made 35 points. And I was like, okay, great. You took 30, 28 shots and made 35 points. Like, yeah, okay. Great. Very great scorer you are. Hey, were yeah. you the one behind that uh, that meme post of comparing Kobe in his third year and Tyler Hero in his third year? I, no. That was not you? Not on our page, but like, I think you're outsourcing memes now. Now that you've gone... <laughs> Now that you've gotten good, you're like, okay, here's some memes. Oh, I don't know who made uh, this. I don't know. They, they compare yeah. the stats and in every single stat, I think Tyler Hero is better than Kobe Bryant. 
in his third year, like in that entire stretch. So no, I, 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 no, but the thing is, I also believe that's necessary. That's uh, true for like good players, right? Jimmy Butler was no Jimmy Butler till Derrick Rose went down, mm-hmm. right? Then he got more touches, and he was a good player. No one's saying Jimmy Butler, but he didn't have that thing till he started getting touches. So there are good players who, if you give more touches, start producing at a high level. And I think maybe Doc Rivers said, okay, you know what? This Blake Griffin and all these people already got their money, right? I need to make some money. And as a coach, I can get max, maximum what? Yeah, and Tobias Harris, I mean, you know, the reason I love this thing is because I don't think anybody saw that Tobias Harris getting a four exactly, on 40 million. Exactly, contract. exactly. That's my point. Mm. And not only that, then when, when Doc Rivers went to Philly, who did he get mm. to Philly? Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris. And so, for my, I have a sneaky feeling that Tobias Harris and Doc Rivers have some kind of dealing. And I feel like some, it's just, it's just a feeling, bro. It's just a feeling, because Tobias Harris doesn't deserve that much money. He deserves yeah. it because he was able to produce when given the chance, right? Mm. Now the question is, why did he get the chance, right? Because if you look at Doc Rivers, even as a GM and coach, he was making what seven million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. That's nothing compared to this player who's going to make. If I can, you know, he has a lot of power on who a who gets the contract, and b whether that contract is valid or no based on how much he produces. So yeah. when you have that kind of power, why won't you cut a deal with the player? I think there are some coaches like who are very honest, but I don't think Doc Rivers is one of them. I think <laughs> Doc Rivers is a very like uh, calculative and you know. I mean, I, I love this thing. We will figure out whether it is the truth or not. We will ask our trusted experts to tell us. We need uh, final part of this pod. We have to talk about the MVP race. Oh my God! Mm. There is a lot of uh, like traction in it. A lot of people saying, you know, this guy should be MVP. Oh, look at his numbers. Oh, look at his uh, team winning percentage. Oh, this is not a team winning contest. Oh, this is individual. Blah 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 blah. Let's separate that noise and you know, let's bring to the forefront what the MVP conversation is all about. So, I, I, mm. my question to you is. What is the MVP conversation all about? Who is the MVP? What does the MVP mean? Well, the MVP is most valuable player of the team. Mm-hmm. That is the most. That is the award. Or is it the most valuable player of the league? No. Then what? that is Le- LeBron gets all the awards for every oh. year. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's no. without. I mean, LeBron is like. And we LeBron we have seen it. Brought, LeBron has been out of at least like two, three no, MVPs. But, but the thing, but my point is, we have seen it as small time podcasters. Hmm. We have to talk about LeBron, otherwise, no one interacts with our content. Yeah. Or Steph Curry, I mean, well, right? Oh, so yeah. it's, oh, okay. That so way. in that way, he is the most valuable player of the league. Okay. Now, yeah. most valuable player for the league, you mean? For the league, yeah. I mean, he's yeah. even with Steph and with KD and all their like. And KD uh, and all of has no charisma compared to LeBron. Cover LeBron. Yeah, yeah. LeBron is mm-hmm. at a very different level, right? Yanis yeah. at least is likable. Mm. Like, you know, you can't really hate Yanis. Like, there's nothing in his story to be like, oh, what a, he came from rich sources and now he's again rich. No, like, there's yeah. nothing to hate about Yanis. Uh, no, but even uh, LeBron came from very poor. No, I know. He, he, he was not the son of a basketball player. Like, no, certain other people. But like certain have, have other, you, have, have other athletes who oh, don't wow. talk about it. You know? Very good, very good, very good. You have again managed to bring it in. <laughs> this time I know who we're talking about. Mm. Okay. Who is Kobe. it? Yes, Kobe. 
you know he Jerry. never talked have you ever have you ever heard any any of the time he talked about his father being in the nba he never he always talks about how alone he was in italy and italy. how like oh my god like i was so alone and it was i had to like focus all my aloneness into basketball like <laughs> you're the son of a basketball nba player <laughs> they I, i think on free economics they did this uh, like you know empirical study or something and they realized that the biggest uh, uh, advantage that someone can have like a biggest indicator that someone might go into pro sports is that their father was a was a pro sports guy yeah Right. Yeah. So it's it's also like, it's a tr- it's true for any profession. Like if you look at, especially in the business profession, right? Like most mm-hmm. kids will just follow what the father is doing. Yeah. You know. So <clears throat> it's only people like us whose parents were in government, <laughs> and government is such a shitty <laughs> job <laughs> that we just don't want to go there. You know. Otherwise, yeah. we would have all been government yeah. employees. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Earning a big big fat salary. Yeah, because and perks. and perks because you know as 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 uh, kids of people who had worked in the government we actually have an advantage of going and getting a job there yeah like they'll give you higher uh, weightage because your father worked there and so oh, you know i did not yeah, yeah 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 every every government especially central government employees oh yeah your father worked know. in uh, so central government pri- private sector private private huh? okay okay So I have to struggle today. Oh, so you have to struggle. If only he was a pro NBA basketballer. Your father did a lot of bad things. He could he should have just gone to the Gulf. Oh, he is in the Gulf. He was. He was. He Gulf. was in the Gulf. Okay. He. Yeah. he That's why I have this Gulf. HD camera with me. Yes. Yes. No, no. This HD, <laughs> HD camera is because of wife. But because I he went there, I could afford to live in a place where I could meet someone like her. Oh That's my God. Okay. 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 Such yeah, such yeah. Uh, <laughs> butterfly back. effects. <laughs> yeah. yeah so so uh, uh, right, again right. back what you your mvp definition uh, as it pertains to this mvp race right so it is the most valuable player of the team which and team? Uh, of whichever team you are playing what okay. nba team no that's uh, nba but other 30 mvps then no let me finish so that's oh. the first criteria is that you have to be clearly the most valuable player of your team okay okay and for the most part we know who is the most valuable player for every team okay now the question is is your team winning that's the second criterion um, you can't be the most valuable play- player of an extremely bad and losing team yes and marcus cousins okay yes you're right <laughs> or anthony davis also at one point anthony davis yeah absolutely right. davis also yeah so and this is okay we don't go that negative thing uh, so they have to be winning you have to be the most valuable player of the team that is winning and then the third part is how bad is your supporting cast uh-huh. right this is a very important thing because if you are lebron james right you are the most valuable player of your team then if your second player is dwayne wade i'm sorry mm-hmm. right you know it's you're not your your supporting cast is not that bad no you know, if you are right So you you are expected to be winning a lot more games like that. I mean that's yes, how you are ex- doing it, right? Exactly, yeah. exactly. That's oh. that's why, you know, that's why uh, what's the name? Steph got the unanimous MVP because when at when he got it, when you looked at the team, the roster, you're like, oh. uh, no one's really that great. No one's really amazing. They are winning like so much, hmm. right? And I think the fourth thing, fourth thing, and probably. I, would be the most important part as the mvp votes get 
is the media narrative it is oh, considered wow, yeah the, the the mvp uh, votes are generally considered a media, media narrative because hmm. i think the only the media vote for it if i'm not media wrong media and play, uh, no not players i media. think it's only media that votes for it hmm. so media want to bring out players and stories that are valuable for them for their own you know they who they believe in the end nba is a media product we have discussed this it's yeah. entertainment right it's it's with tv right so they are not going to give the mvp to tim duncan four times mm-hmm. you know he's just boring there's nothing to write about we've already written about him they're not going to give it to yanis we've already covered yanis like a million times mm-hmm. right uh, so there has to be some kind of media narrative around it but that's okay. kind of in the end where that because then they you know because by the time it gets to that you already have like three or four clear cut players that are in the race and then the media decides okay who is the better storyline for us okay you know who can be who who should be given a shot to be propped up so that we can build more storylines around them and more media articles around them right so yeah. that's why like once you do it for yanis two three times and you're like there's nothing much to write about yanis yeah yanis is doing the same thing the team is as great there's nothing we can do we've already talked about his past we've already done a book we've had freaking documentaries about him it's over it's from media perspective over so like someone mm-hmm. new right so there could be a chance where luka now comes up because luka has always been considered the mvp and dallas is now kind of surging so so that's the thing so i think luka fits it because luka is definitely the most valuable player of his team yes right uh, his supporting cast is pretty bad because kristaps is almost yeah. out for the most part yeah is, if his team is the yeah if his guy. team if his team consistently wins and he was out like he and this is also like a good thing he was out for the first half i think because of covid or injury one of those things he was mm-hmm. out and now he's back and the team is winning so there's a there's a clear correlation that out losing in winning and then everybody loves luka luka is a great story you know they can make a lot of money out of him so so that's kind of how it is i, I don't think M- steph is going to win it because steph has already been like you know we have already had so much stories about steph i mean i don't think luka is going to win it just putting it out no there. i'm just giving i'm giving you i'm giving you an uh, everyone's everyone's uh, standing yeah right so then so then you have jokic uh yanis uh lebron KD KD so this KD so i i think KD might be the biggest front runner because there's never been like KD is such a great player is one one mpv mm. right and now he's playing at such a elite level he's you know there's a there's this hooper mentality around him where you know everybody loves KD like the way he plays you know he's a hooper you know you know what i mean he's a hooper and uh, so it could be it could be like it could be a race between KD and if Jokic plays the way Jokic is playing maybe it has uh, jokic also some potential because jokic is also a good story uh, jokic is a good story but the problem is that the nuggets are really not uh, really, yeah uh, they're, they're, yeah it's it's, I, it's, so, it's not his fault like he is doing every single thing that he possibly can like yes. uh, his his stats are ridiculous like jokic is 26 14 and 7 like it's ridiculous he's like in the in when he gets the ball in that low post it's it's a score it's stuck it's over yeah 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 it doesn't look as pretty as uh, KD should be the player anything but but it's it's got that beautiful elegance in it but it's so like the team is not playing well at all it's uh, so I, really I, I don't think he's going to win it i i think yanis has a shot durant has a shot and uh, curry oh, has a shot because lebron i don't think has a shot unless the lakers 
like play Sorry. amazingly well and end up like you know yeah. third or fourth seed. I I don't otherwise I I don't think they're going to give it. I mean this for, see already for LeBron it's very difficult to get because everyone is like ah LeBron ko to bahut de diya we let's find all these new gems. So it's up to the gems to try to like you know bring them. I think Jamaron has an outside chance. Yeah, yes. just an outside chance. Like it's it's possible. Like he's he's doing everything the team is winning now with him. Yes. Yes. Uh, I was going to bring Jamaron next yeah, yeah. Okay. So that that part is there. like you know, if you take your like, they're winning he is putting up nice stats and like there's a nice you know youngster uh, narrative also which can be built around him so plus you know like it's good for the league i think the league is trying to get into a younger space where they need to appeal to these young people so i think jamarant has an edge over there yanis i don't think that storyline fits in there otherwise he's got everything he's got the stats he's got the got the team is winning without him the team is just uh, absolute bullshit The, yeah. the the other players are not really doing anything in this regular season i think they're saving it all for the post season he's already a two time champ a uh, two time mvp so for that reasons i think it'll but i i think i agree with you that kd is probably the front runner as of now let me throw out a, a, a another a, name a curve ball at you Whoa. fred van lee fleet toronto is playing all star toronto is playing very well yeah well, i mean they start, they have, they have uh, picked up steam they are winning now games Uh, Fred Van Liet is uh, the second highest impact player after Nikola Jokic and above Steph Curry. Oh, is it in the last month or something? No, or for no, the entire season. season. For the Whoa. entire season. Yeah. Uh, he is uh, he's almost averaging 25-5. Wow. 25 and 5. Yes. Uh, which oh, 25 and 5. Okay, okay. No, 21-5, but basically around ah, after 20. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> and for a 6-3 guard to get 5 rebounds a game is pretty impressive um and uh, in I, i was reading this somewhere in the history of uh, <laughs> van fleet of, ra- of, of raptors <laughs> no one has done this number apparently which is very surprising oh, yeah. yeah it is a, it is the first time in franchise history someone will average will end up averaging 25-5 wow okay So I thought that was an interesting I I I saw this Fred Van Vliet has been on a roll in the in, since this year started he's been absolutely killing it with the 30 point triple doubles and 30 point games and all that and uh, I mean it's a good name he's not going to win it even his wildest dreams but he's is even because that uh, Toronto is also not uh, I'm like just, you, I just threw it out I just threw it out because no 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 shout out to Fred Van Vliet because uh, yeah, yeah, because he he yeah. uh, apart from not giving the ball so i i have a question for you i, I just thought yeah. of this question while you were talking wow okay so the so thing I, to do hey i mean i i don't know i don't think it's a nice question but i mean it's not oh, a God. it's not a it's not a kind question oh, so okay. we can always take it off the podcast but you yeah. talked about how like the if if anything the only thing russell westbrook does is work hard Mm. right and like he's consistent and all this and it's the same you can say for kobe brand okay right so my question to is like why are you fans of these two people like i don't think you do you identify with them do you or, I, like, yeah i i mean i identify with the their uh, nature their uh, desire to be the hero that hero card that they play like but kobe always had that thing russell westbrook also mm. tries to do that it works out for him it doesn't work for him see when it works out it gives that ego boost to him and then he's like oh now it will work out every time but it doesn't translate because that's not how life works but people will always remember your greatnesses 
Like people will always remember that highlight reel. They'll not re- necessarily remember. So I identify with that aspect of their game. Like okay, they're okay. thinking, hey, fuck uh, this common sense and fuck teamwork and all that. Fuck just that person who's open in that corner. I will do it. Don't worry about it. I'll do it. Okay, okay, okay. And that's that's more of a young me also. Like right now I'm a little more sedate. But when I really fell in love with uh, Kobe Bryant, I had that same... Uh, ki, uh, I will do it. I know. I mean, I've, lo- I've lost a lot of basketball games because playing with you. So I know your whole Kobe Bryant. You've lost shot. a lot of basketball games playing with me as a teammate. Yeah. Yeah. When we, used to play, when we used to play in Alpine Eco, we used to play like 2-on-2 two or 3-on-3. Two three three. You never used to pass the ball. What nonsense. You were great, great at blocking shots and you were great at getting rebounds. And instead of doing that, you <laughs> take shots. This is the problem. People who get rebounds <laughs> and all, they, they, they don't get the big money. They don't get the contract. So you have to no. show people that you can shoot. <laughs> I used to never understand why you, do, you used to never go for rebounds. Because you, you used to be a very good rebounder. I don't know if you still have the spring in your step no. that you... Spring is gone. Now I just uh, box people out and be like, okay, come here, ball. I just use my but you, 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 but but you did you like identify that you were a good rebounder or you didn't? No, I I could only the only thing I could do when I was when I went to try out for the college basketball team was I the only thing I could do was jump. The only thing I could do was jump. Like and I I used to have that spring in my step because I was very light and like I I had absolutely so you no knew it you knew it okay okay. You had mother that uh, my senior who uh, counseled me into coming here is like ju- just jump and get the rebounds. I was like, oh, okay. I was just get the rebounds and I couldn't dribble also. I could like I could not even dribble. But my point is, you could have been a kawaii. Like you had that kawaii in you, which is like board man. Like let's just get uh-huh. the rebounds, you know. And uh, you were good. You were good defensively also. You were quite good. Uh-huh. But instead of becoming yeah, so kawaii, those people don't get it. Kawaii is also good at uh, other things. So. Like it's an advantage for him that way. But Kawhi, yeah, I mean that's true. I mean he became uh, he became an excellent scorer over a period yeah, of time. Yeah, uh, that's true. But you're right. Like he came in with that whole I'll just do my job very quietly. Boardman gets paid. Boardman gets paid. Yeah. Boardman gets paid. <laughs> that's such a great story that he used to like every time he would get the <laughs> the board, he would say Boardman gets paid. Boardman gets paid. <laughs> It's such a great no, way no, of no. like of of convincing you that okay, I, if I just get the rebounds, I'll be valuable to them. Which is true. If if, you, if you're someone who can get rebounds, you Absolutely. you're going to be super valuable to a team. Yeah, but then see again now, like Kawhi Leonard at that point could have become a Draymond Green where he was only good in the on one yes. side of the court. But then because his skills was. See, it's very difficult, to, like with his hand size also, he is also talked about, like it's very difficult for him to shoot because it's very hmm. difficult to control the ball Bot, when yeah. your hands are like so huge. Hmm. Like at, at, at a little bit more than this, you have the ball perfectly in your hand and you, it's hmm. even bigger, like his is almost as big as Shaq's. His size, yeah. he, has to, he has to do jump shots and also... Almost not, it is it, as big as, like they've done, they've, they've compared uh, their hands, right? It's the yeah, same. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Shaq is slightly like fatter, something. that's all. But in terms of length, it's almost the same. Uh, almost the same, and he's some six, uh, seven inches shorter than Shaq. So yeah. when he, he has to shoot, he, it, it's a lot more difficult. So imagine how much work he's done. He realized that if people realize that all he could do is defend, then like he would be given that Andre Roberson, uh, Draymond Green treatment, where they're like, okay, now you do what you want. To but I, I mean, yes and no, but I think he also worked on his shots. Like, that, that's what I meant. Like, yeah. That's what I meant. Like he, 
he could have gone on this route, but he decided to go on this route. Like the Marcus Smart, great defensive players, but really, you know, you have to be very unlucky for them to get on a shooting streak. So that's true. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's why we love Kawhi, right? Because look, you look at his face, you would never realize that he could do any of the wondrous things that he's done. My God, he's he's yeah. he scares me, man. Like he, he, I like him a lot, but I would not want to go against Kawhi Leonard. He just has that like sense of. I'm going to win this game. I, I, I mean, I, I, I don't feel there's any scares, scareness in him. The only person I've ever seen who really looked like he could scare anyone was Ron Artest. Scare anyone as in, like, people be like, do I really want to do this? Do I really want to, you know, mess with uh, Ron Artest? Ron Artest, I, I thought, was always someone who would... Well, Ron like, Artest, that's because people. he would he, he would beat you up, you know, if you just... <laughs> no. You know, that's... Like that's he, a different he had kind. that he had that uh, physical and, and the way this Ben Wallace just tossed him out in that malice at the palace thing, I was like, okay. <laughs> ben Wallace is too strong, man. But like Ben people... Wallace never would scare you, right? So when Ben Wallace gets angry and then just shouts you around, then Ron Artis is also like, maybe I need to rethink what I've done here. <laughs> mm. I was actually talking to a friend of mine and we were talking about the 2005 finals, the Spurs uh-huh. versus. And it was probably the most boring NBA Finals I've ever seen. They just changed all but the rules after that. <laughs> they were like, screw this, this basketball is going to die <laughs> if they play basketball. <laughs> One more year of the Pistons and Spurs, that's it. Spurs, we can't, we can't take it anymore. But the the thing that really, like, for me was super impressive is how, like, Timmy was able to go against Ben Wallace, Rashid Wallace and all these guys because there was no one else in the post with Timmy, right? It was mm-hmm. basically him versus his two or three guys. And I think uh, the way the discussion started was like, the only time Timmy has said that he was ever scared of any opponent was the Pistons in 2005, mm-hmm. which is very high praise for the, Absolutely. the Pistons. You know, like we don't give them enough, we don't give the Pistons enough credit for who yeah, they people were. don't give them any credit, but they literally beat, like, literally, almost... They beat the, ge- they beat the Lakers. The, swept the Lakers, imagine. Yeah, yeah. And for, for Timmy to uh, yeah for Timmy to go on record to say, like, the only team that I've ever been scared of was the Detroit Pistons. That's mm-hmm. high praise, because I don't think Timmy gives praise, you know. Yeah. I have not heard that, him praise that, anybody. That, that team was great defensively, and they had, like, very good, like, Rip Hamilton... Chauncey Billups, uh, were the lawyer, Tayshon Prince. Tayshon Prince. Um, the greatest ever, uh, Rashid Wallace and Ben Wallace. Uh, that, that, that's a very underrated uh, team, which is got shooting yeah. as well. And the defense, mein everyone is defense, just so, defensive. Yeah, yeah, crazy. So, I mean, it may, may, I mean, Timmy saying that is also humility. I mean, all, Timmy was obviously great in that series as well. But that just uh, puts the whole series in context. Like, boring as hell, but like equal sort of equal yeah. that uh, those teams were. Okay, all right, Vineet. That's, that's, that's all we have for this podcast. This is a little long podcast, so it's more, it'll be more fun to edit. So we will check out what we can do about it. And uh, yeah, uh, all, I think all-star votes have been cast. I think they're continue. first returns were out and uh, Steph Curry... I have not cast my all-star votes, by the way. Why? Because I tried to do it and it didn't go through and now I, it is not letting me do it on the app for some reason. So I have to do, do, it, on do, it, on the, do it on the website. Why do you want to do yeah, it on yeah. the app or not? Uh, do it on the yeah, website. Yeah, so I will do it. Yeah. Do it on the website. Just do it. And uh, we will see you guys next week. But till then, like, share, subscribe. And uh, can you say bye-bye? <laughs>